Hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here where we ponder life from a biblical perspective. So I hear in your show that you're using the Bible and I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, um, there are social media, things like podcasts, YouTube, the whole nine yards in and of themselves. They're really good things. They have the potential to be very good things, I should say. Um, But with so many different doors open now, with what used to just be uh, secluded to, you know, TV or radio or written works, now there's all kinds of voices coming from every direction on a constant basis. You know, you look at at our, our group, and how many of us there are there, each one of us with our own show. And that's just a small sampling of all of the many voices. And so with how, with how far to one side um, the world has come to embracing things like legalism or moralism or just checking off a box of, you know, I went to church this week, there's my one line item, and, and not having an in-depth relationship there, you know, things like the prosperity gospel, stuff like that. Um, Our, our mission is to take it back to the scriptures. Thanks so much for listening to Moments with Moni. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please share it with a friend and subscribe by sending the phrase, subscribe to Moni's Tribe, along with your email address to the number one. 703-951-3077. That's subscribe to Moni's Tribe along with your email address to the number 1-703-951-3077. You'll find this information in the show notes. Thanks for listening. What does the Bible have to say about it? Because we fully and fundamentally believe on Buddy Walk that the Bible is just as relevant today as it ever has been. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad to have you here. How do you pronounce your last name? Day. Oh, okay. Let me introduce you, Joseph Day. Nice to have you here on Moments with Moni. And I appreciate your outlook on the Bible and sharing it. And it's nice to have another voice that shares God's word on the airwaves. It's good to put our voice out there in the marketplace. And I like that we are sharing in the same mission of once again, blurring the lines between secular and spiritual, because there shouldn't be a difference. If we belong to the Lord, then our life should look like it. 24-7 every day. Now we're human. I know it doesn't always work that way. And that's why I asked you on uh, here to share your testimony because Mm -hmm. there's a life before Christ and a life after and hopefully a transformation. So if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you uh, where you were born. Uh, Yes. So I am from um, Northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, If you've ever seen the show The Office, um, I am from where that show is based off of. And um, I grew up in this area. It's predominantly Catholicism and Baptist. Um, 
not 100%, but those are the big two. And so I grew up up here in the, um, in the Baptist tradition. And so for me, I've, I've been exposed to the church up here for some time. But when I was young, I didn't necessarily take it seriously because of what I was seeing. I, I couldn't reconcile the idea of an all-knowing creator God that, you know, because I wasn't, I wasn't seeing any kind of impacted relationship. I was just seeing following rules and things like that. Yeah. How old were you about that time? Oh, um, something in the ballpark of five was probably my first, my first exposure. And then after 10, maybe 12, um, was when we had stopped altogether. Stopped. What do you mean by stopped? Oh, um, attending church. Oh, and Yeah. So, um, there was, we had, we had left the, the church that we were going to, um, and there wasn't any, um, effort put into trying to find a new place. And so talking about your whole family stepping away from the church at that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then what about after that? Was there a time that you just wandered in the world without any kind of church family around you or, and then what? Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's fascinating when you can look back, um, look back on your life thus far and be able to see the, the spots where God, God intercedes in your life and puts people and blessings in your life. Even when you have no idea the impact that this person is having on your life during that time. And you can just kind of go through and map out the course of uh, the course of events and be able to see, Oh man, this is, you know, this is where God really um, blessed me with an opportunity to not go further off the rails than I, than I did. So to, so to speak. Um, Yes. So I, my teenagers um, were, um, very colorful in a lot of ways. My dad died when I was young. And um, through a series of events, I ended up in a youth group. I ended up in a, um, in a Christian youth group that the, pa- the, the youth pastor was one of these guys that he was just very, very good at connecting with this age bracket. And so um, at that stage of my, at that stage of my life, I, I got very good at knowing, but terrible at believing. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe any of it, but I was very good at knowing the lyrics to the songs, knowing when to raise my hands, knowing how to blend in with that crowd because it was the Christians. They're not allowed to kick anybody out. They're, they're, they're supposed to be welcoming to everybody. And so for me, in that stage in the way that my brain worked, I, I played the character very well, all while, you know, getting into all kinds of trouble, drugs, all kinds of things during, during that time. And like I said, the youth pastor, his name was Scott, was one of those guys that just would not give up on me and really helped me from not going, like I said, further off the rails 
than than I, I than I had been. So um, you kind of so saw through the outside facade. Was there anybody else in your life that maybe saw through that at the time? Yeah. So at the at the time, not so much. Um, I was I was very cleverly disguised, and then outside of that, um, it, it was. It, the the people who really knew me knew that I had nothing to do with Christ and knew that it was 100% about me and about chasing that next high sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, no, later on, um, I would meet, um, it's fascinating, you don't know who you're meeting when you meet them. You don't realize when you meet somebody just the amount of impact that they're going to end up having in your life. I was attending a church um, for a little bit and I'm like, okay, I'm a musician. They keep saying that I need to serve. Again, it was all about works. It was all about just just following the, ba- the bouncing ball. I was dating a girl uh, at that time that was um, very religious. And so I went to, I, w- I went to her church and I tried out for the worship team and um, the lead, for the, the worship pastor for that church would go on to um, leave that church, start a new church and become my pastor and mentor and now friend for um, the better part of a decade, if, if, not, if not more at this point. Um, and so he was in my adult years, that stand in that God brought it uh, brought in to be like okay now's where you're gonna start start learning some things and it was it was a i joke that my walk with god has been the slowest overnight transformation (laughs) that i've ever seen because there's little easter eggs throughout my life that like oh man god was paving way before I even knew what was, what was going on. And then fast forward, um, I had this, this radical transformation moment when I was living um, in the Midwest where suddenly all of these things, all of this head knowledge that had been, that had been given to me all kind of clicked. And that was when I met Jesus for the first time. Amen. Yeah. How old were you at that point? Okay. So I am 31 now. So 28. Yes. So, okay. A few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And who was it that was instrumental in leading you to the Lord? Um, So I was living um, on my own in the Midwest. Um, No friends, family to speak of that kind of thing. I had gone and left where I'm from to go find myself, so to speak. Um, The whole while, very much living for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I come from the sales, marketing, entrepreneurial world. So to me, um, success was my God. Mm -hmm. Um, Technology was my savior because at that time, I was what's called a transhumanist somebody that believes that the integration between human and technology will be the key to to immortality. Mm -hmm. And so I was very much living for me at that time. And then one morning I woke up and I couldn't move half of my face. 
Um, I was paralyzed on the one, uh, on the one side. Um, very, very sick. They thought I had cancer, um, the whole nine yards. And I, there I was everything, my whole kingdom that I had built for myself, I realized no amount of money, no amount of sex, no amount of success can, can save me at this, at this point, this still came and this is still happening. And so, um, I had, when I first moved out there, had heard of this, that what was the big church out there, out there across, uh, across Minnesota and, um, and into Wisconsin. And so I decided to give it a try. And the first, the first week that I went, I started feeling tugs like, okay, you know, it, 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 let me, you know, let me keep going. Let me, let me go back the next week. The next week, the pastor was up there talking about how when he first got saved, the questions that would go through his mind were, but what if I'm wrong? And I couldn't tell you how many times I've, I've asked that very same question. And he started talking about, well, well, faith just, it doesn't, it, it means that, that you're putting your stake in this and that you just have faith that, that, that you're not wrong. And it just, it, it clicked at me. It, it clicked to me at that moment that I don't need to have that faith is a thing that grows. Faith is a thing that it's, it's, it is a seed that grows over time and flourishes into something much bigger. And so I had this, I, I just, I had this moment and I, I dropped to my knees and I just prayed that, that, that God would meet me. I, I, that I needed, I needed something. I needed to know, like I just, I, I needed some kind of interaction. And I felt a hand on my back and just the warmth that I felt in that moment. I just, it, that was, that changed everything in an instant. It was um, a journey to an instant. Yes. Yeah. 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 Americans look at that, um, our, the journey there are actually like an overnight uh, salvation moment, like you were talking about. But I've heard that the Japanese look at it more as a journey. Yeah. Uh, they have to work all those things out before they get to that point. But we can also describe it as that moment of salvation for you. And mm-hmm. then after that, sanctification, like a setting apart unto the God that you just met. So. Right. How has that happened? I'm I'm sure life is just roses and rainbows for you all the time now, right? Right, right. Does God do that? Sunshine, rainbows, and and an easygoing life. Uh, Easy like a Sunday morning. Um, No, I... uh, So shortly after that, I moved back to to where I'm from. uh, Reconnected with um, that same girl that I mentioned before that I was dating that was, that was, uh, very religious. Um, she is now my wife. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, when I first came back, I, I was still, it was very much a question of, okay, so I survived this. I was able to get the treatment that I, that I needed when I moved back. 
okay, so I survived this, and I now proclaim the name of Christ. Now what? Now where do I, where do I go from here? And I reconciled the relationship with the, um, with, with the uh, pastor, the worship pastor turned mentor and friend. And I was, I was taking in a lot of information, but I was also watching a lot of YouTube and coming from that sales background, the prosperity gospel really got in, got to me. Like it was very much a, Oh, Hey, this makes sense. They've got, they've got scriptural backing, backing for this. This all makes sense. And then I realized that, okay, so you're fighting for material things, right? But through the prosperity gospel, that material things are a sign of God's favor. Well, then if that's the sign of God's favor, then why isn't there a U-Haul behind the hearse? Why, why, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's holes in, in the, the, the psychology of it. Once you, once you start really looking hard at it. And so I prayed for, for some kind of direction, what, um, what was next. And that was when Holy Spirit really woke me up to the idea that there is something else, something, something more than just slugging through this life to get to the next. There's something more than just marking things off on a checklist. Mm -hmm. Oh, went to church. Oh, prayed. You know what I mean? Those kinds of things that there's, there is something deeper. And that was when I started to hear the calling and the romancing of, of spirit to, to start really engaging with God and, and really um, start to seek to be in his presence on a regular basis. And that was when I learned that prayer is more than just a grocery list. It's more, you know, praying for things, Asking you shall receive. The Bible says, according to His will, and so the, the, so in and of itself, not a bad concept. But when you treat it like a grocery list rather than a conversation, you're missing out on the enormous power of prayer. And um, it was through this this series of events that started um, that started my podcast. That I was with. That I there was another guy that I knew that also had this this calling that there was that there was a there was a serious lack of people talking about the kingdom of god now a lot of times we hear about the kingdom of god and we think heaven but if you read if you read matthew if you read the beatitudes if in in, in the way that jesus speaks it is in a very present tense kind of way. It's not just in the not yet to come. Sure, that's part of it. But Jesus talks about living the kingdom here and now. And so that started this this journey of seeking to live out the kingdom, push forward the kingdom here while I'm here. And I fundamentally believe that God saved me to to live it, to to live this out to 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 tell other people about this the people that haven't you know I there is a there is a place for every single person that grew up in a strong household with strong values and a good Christian upbringing that's always a wonderful thing when you see somebody that had that strong influence and upbringing but 
there's a large portion of us that didn't grow up with that. And my goal is to show other people that didn't grow up with that, that grew up with, with, with a harder edge or have experienced some of the hell that happens on here, here on earth. Um, that, that there, that, that those things, all of that stuff, that stuff is no longer part of my identity. My identity is not that my, my identity is beloved is child of God is kingdom citizen. That is what my identity is. And that that's one of those things that when you start to really let that sink in and permeate and really live that out, man, if that doesn't get you jumping up for joy and doesn't get you excited, then man, there's something wrong. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. Yeah. We're stuck inside this tent, this body, but soon we'll get a heaven suit, but we yeah. need to be living with our minds the spiritual part of our life now that is the kingdom of god within us right here right now and sharing that with the world and reconciling them back to him he's Mm -hmm. using us for that during this age yeah yeah so you mentioned somebody that um you met that believes the same way is this the person that is on the your uh podcast yeah so that's my co-host uh edgar Edgar and uh, podcast buddy walk with Jesus. Okay. Um, so with buddy walk, we, well, before, before that we, we had met during a, um, spiritual formation, uh, set of classes. It was a master's uh, certification in in spiritual formation. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was really the some of the biggest groundwork that wouldn't be engaged for another couple of years after that. I was in my early twenties when I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we, we had met and we had, we had kind of kept contact over the years and I'd made the joke that he's the kind of guy that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up in the best possible way because dude prays and things happen. You know what I mean? Like he's just very, very in tune. So this was definitely a divine appointment. Divine ship, yeah. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And so, um, he was always very much in in line with with spirit. And so, as 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 I step it, stepped into this new um, this new position in life, this holy position of of a child of god i i'm searching and he calls me one day and you know we he, he's he's like i just i just want to pray over you because i i i keep being i keep hearing that you that holy spirit is trying to wake you up that he's trying to 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 talk to you about what what is next, what is more, what it, what else is there, and those kinds of things. And I hadn't talked to him about the, about this yet. So again, air back of the neck, straight up. <laughs> and we had uh, before before this, I I had done work with um, the Innocence Project, doing some podcast production work and things like that. Very into the the field of of podcasting. And so 
as after this after this this conversation I, I you know i started praying okay well i have a particular set of skills right all of us that are in front of a microphone we've got the gift of gab right we can talk we can engage we have something to say and so what is it that that you would have for me to do where where do you what direction that you want do you want me to go and i just i was called to this idea of starting a podcast, starting an outlet where you're talking about things that other people aren't talking about. The unfortunate truth is that intimacy, relationship, kingdom, those kinds of things, those are foreign words to a lot of pulpits. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. Not to not to sit here and bag on the church, but there it's there there's a lot of churches that aren't that aren't going past the surface level. And so I approached him about starting a show and he had no idea this is the is his first introduction into podcasting and all of that kind of stuff but we have watched systematically God bless and grow this thing in in, in such a way that we don't when we sit down and and talk for when we sit down to record we might have a couple of notes on what uh, on what to talk about but we don't know what the other one is going to say it is 100 percent spontaneous yes yeah (laughs) yep so it has been it has been a, a one of those experiences that i've had an opportunity to to talk to other people and to touch other people. But I also have been, uh, this has been a huge learning experience and growing experience for me as well. Absolutely. Yes. You are now an ambassador for Christ as I am. Yeah. This is not our home anymore. We have marching orders for the kingdom of God. And I can see that you're using the talents that God has given you now to further that kingdom, to draw people with, the truth of the gospel, the truth of the word. Mm-hmm. And that is a foundation, I think, that we've kind of slipped off of. Yeah. And it, it's, we're in these last days. So I think it's so important for uh, us to share the truth mm-hmm. with others that may not have heard it before in a way that they can. And I think these stories of our transformation going from a life that was all selfish to a life that is now completely surrendered to Christ, N- not perfect, you know, in any way, um, but still being used by him and doing things in a different way than we would have in the past. I think yes. these testimonies are s- so important for others to see Jesus within us. Uh, people across the world can hear you when you speak this yes. way. This is a wonderful medium to be able to share the word of God. There's people in Africa, in Australia. Um, I don't know where all your analytics are. I don't really look a lot at that, but love to see the, uh, the people that are touched all around the world. We've had a group from Ireland uh, listening in pretty much since we started, they were some of our, some of our first, uh, our first listeners. Yeah. And then, uh, Canada, um, we just had India and Greece, um, 
come up on our come up on the on the analytics. So yeah, absolutely. It, it it's 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 a wonderful thing that when you sit here and you record and then you upload it, that is out for everybody to be able to hear. And I 100% agree. There is power in each person's story, right? Every person from the time they are born, they have a story. But the biggest change that that happens is when you get saved, right? You no longer are the protagonist of your story. You are no longer the most important person in your story. When you make that shift, that you take yourself out of the leadership role, you put God there as the savior, and then your new identity becomes the saved, that that opens up an entirely new way of thinking because it blows people's mind they just don't understand yeah this upside down kingdom thing right exactly and that way to the bottom to be a servant yeah and that's that that's where you start to tap into the victory that we all get to stand in you know when i moved back i heard from from several people you're just you're just different right you're just you're just a different person and i'm like yeah yeah that thing that you that you sense that's different to me that is the sound of victory blaring from my spirit deep down inside i get to say that whatever comes good bad or indifferent the the struggles they come they all the giants they always come it's not it's not the the unburdened life is not a guarantee of an easy life mm-hmm. it's just that outside of the present condition in the human circumstance i get to have victory outside of that i can count on something that's so much bigger than anything sin death sadness tragedy any of it so much bigger than any of that and that is assuredness that is security that is something that you can hang your hat on that doesn't shift with the wind it is the constant it is the bedrock it is the firm foundation does that give you a peaceful night's sleep at night yeah yeah Yeah. it's the it's the one thing so for people that for people that are out there that come up that come up the hard way that don't have the that don't have the um the good the the solid christian upbringing and all of those kinds of things especially people that have experienced things like abuse and and uh addiction and all of those kinds of things they tend to not ever live with they don't have peace Mm -hmm. like the people that are chasing the next high there's no peace to be had to be had with them and so when i met christ was the first time in my life that i really knew what peace was mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah i know people are searching for that in so many different places yeah and it's not there not until um we can drop the facade and surrender yeah i'm finding in these testimonies there's a thread going through them about we always think that people don't know um the lies that we're saying they think they we think that they believe the outward picture persona that we're sharing 
but true believers, I think, can see right through you, just like Ed, Edgar did, mm-hmm. and others can for um, other believers. And that's why we come alongside and try to encourage with the yeah. word of God to pray for them, to share the Holy Spirit with them, and share these times with them, even this testimony here, to see how you were transformed from a selfish life into a person that is now being used by God. And I'm glad you are. You've got all the, he he equipped you with everything that you needed to be able to do what you're doing now. Yeah. He got you to this point. And now you have a choice. We can use these tools for good or we can use them for evil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in situations like this, like you, you hit the nail on the head. It doesn't mean just because we live a reconciled life does not mean we, we don't, none of us get to see perfection on this side of, of the veil, mm-hmm. but it is a continuous dying to yourself, putting yourself second and putting God first. And it's, and it's, it's a, it's a progressional thing. You know, my, I, some of the most impactful people that I've met have kept an upward trajectory their entire life. They're always growing. They're always learning. They won't stay stagnant. You know, they don't have their fire insurance and, you know, Oh, I, I, I prayed a prayer and I said some words and so now I'm safe and now I don't need to, I don't need to worry about it. I can just keep on keeping on and, you know, live however I want sort of thing. But just because you start off someplace doesn't mean that that's exactly where you're going to end. Yes. And I think that that's something that's a misconception that some people have is that all of a sudden it's an easy life. All of a sudden it all clicks. It all makes sense. And all of those kinds of things. No, there is, there is an upward trajectory the entire time that, that you are, that, that you are on this earth or at least there should be. Yeah. Absolutely. I think in any field, whether you're saved or not, we have to keep pushing forward. If we don't, we're going to fall back. But especially as a believer, someone that loves the Lord, there are things, disciplines that we go through to choose to do, not to do the check mark, you know, like, oh, I prayed, oh, I fasted, oh, I did this, oh, I did that. Right. But we love because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. So we do these things out of love for others. Of course, we can be living our life for ourselves, but I look forward to having opportunities. I don't know about you. I'm an extrovert. Most of us yeah. are on, on this side of the microphone. Um, but it's a good thing to be able to look out for those opportunities that the Holy Spirit puts into our path so that we can share more about the kingdom. So yeah. I don't know if you've studied in time theology yet um, or have a view as to how things will work out in the end. So do you believe that your view of end-time theology affects the way that you live your life now? Um, I don't, but only because I, whether it be a year, whether it be 10 years, or whether it be 80 years before I get to meet Christ face-to-face, I have the same marching orders. Those don't change. And so my my goal is 
every day to have Christ formed more in me. Yes. You know, we, we live, it's very easy when, when you live this life to take up a victim mentality that life is happening to you. Now, there's a there's a transition that happens when when you live in the kingdom of life not happening to you but for you. Paul says we have the mind of Christ. We need to use it. Mm-hmm. And so when as as life happens, it sometimes that happening for you, including tragedy, is for God, for Christ to be more formed in you than he was before. And so I, I seek every day. Do I, am I, am I successful every single day? No, not perfect. Definitely not. But I seek every day to live out the commands given in the scriptures. And so now, now if you ask, if you ask my co-host these, these questions about, about, um, end times theology, eschatology, all of those kinds of things. Um, man, that would be an episode in and of itself. He is, he has a lot of things to say about it. Um, honestly, I, I do think that, you know, I think that there's a lot to be, to, to be seen as far as comparing what is going on in the world, the state of the uh, of unrest in the world, everything going on, and then comparing it to what revelation, what the scriptures have to say about that kind of thing. And the fact that things are ramping up in such a way in, in this area, in the world, in the country, in the world, it should be, a, a battle cry to Christians that, you know, it's one thing to try and fight for justice or unity or equality in a human sense. That's good. Mm-hmm. But advocating Christ's unity, advocating unity through spirit, unity under God, that's great. And so for me, I, I choose to live out trying to explore the thing that's great and that's and that's where that that's what I'm what that's how I I you know try to live my life every day. You know, not because my works are are the thing, but because I serve I serve a God that um is is the the most important thing in, in, in my life. And, and I, I would be, I would be in the wrong if I didn't tell, go out and tell every single person I could about the, the, this new, this new lease on life, right? Like this is when you Galatians five talks about freedom in the spirit and fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit rather. Um, that is how you really live. That is really living. Living in intimacy with Christ, that, that is actual living here on this earth. And so it is, like I said, like I said it, is, it is very interesting to read about, but as far as the specifics, as far as hanging my hat on one particular theory 
over over another. I can't say as though I I I I've I've gone I've gone that far, but it is certainly um, it is certainly something that you the more that happens, the more you can see the correlation. Yes, that's not all the different ways this may pan out. Uh, is not a hill I'm going to die on arguing with others. That's not my my point. Uh, That's a good way of putting it. But it's not believe, a hill to die on. Yeah, but I do believe that, uh, like you said, it, it should influence us to know that there is an end. You mm-hmm. know, there's it's a 100% chance that we will die one day. Yeah. So whether we are taken away, snatched away out of this world, or die uh, by Jesus, and or die naturally, you know, here on earth and then meet him, uh, or not, um, it's our choice. And it's, it's something that I think we share to help others. But at the same time, even a gentle way of saying this, sometimes people take it as a way that we are shoving it down their throat. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they take offense to the message that's here, but there's still no peace in the soul of the, of a person like that. That's an interesting point because when you look at the scriptures and you, you realize that some of the same things that were happening with unbelievers in, in biblical times are still happening today. That is why, uh, why I, I so assertedly say that the scriptures are just as relevant today as they ever have been because you still see people struggling and and having these same misconceptions that they did back then you know we talked about the prosperity the prosperity gospel before well jesus came across people that 100 percent believed that wealth and material objects equaled god's favor mm-hmm. and we still see we still see that today and you you saw you know the the reaction that 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 some had to Jesus's words led to his death and and was so offensive mm-hmm. to them because you said it before the upside down kingdom you take the value system of the world and you flip it on its head mm-hmm. that is going to be very offensive to people that are heart of heart or denounce the name of Jesus, those kinds of things. Yes. But it's still our calling to share that because it's the truth. And it is something that, I mean, if I, again, it's been used before, but if I see somebody drowning, I'm going to toss them a life preserver. Here, here's the truth. You can use it or not, but this is the truth. And here's your chance to be saved by it. And that's when you when you look at that analogy, is it you or the life preserver that is saving the person? It's not you, it's the life preserver. Right. And so I think that's a lot of problems that people have with um ministering to people, with evangelizing, with talking about God and things like that. They worry that, well, what if I pray and nothing happens? Well, that's not on you. You had the faith to do the thing. You had the faith to go to the person and likely the person's not going to remember, oh, nothing happened. The person's going to remember, 
that somebody came up to them and said, hey, God loves you. I would like to pray, pray with you. That's going to be the thing that's, that sticks in their mind. All we're doing when we, when we speak, when we evangelize, when we get on our platforms, get behind the mic, and we, we, we preach or, or speak out, we are laying seeds. It's, it's God that's going to that, that's gonna, that's gonna take that seed and transform it into, some, into something new. We are just yes. doing the manual labor here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we are the ambassador that points mm-hmm. others to the kingdom of God. Right. Yeah. Boy, I so appreciate everything that you have shared. I could talk to you for a lot longer. We'll yeah, this has been a very time. quick 45 minutes. <laughs> it has, hasn't it? Yeah. But I, I truly appreciate you coming on the show, Joseph. Thank you very much. Uh, can you tell me again the name of your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on. Um, it is Buddy Walk One Word with Jesus. So Buddy Walk with Jesus. You can find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify. Um, we are we air every week on Thursdays on Eternity Ready Radio um, every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Central. Great. I'll put all that info in the show notes too for others. So before we go, can I give you one last question? Yeah. Just something so that we can learn about you. Do you have any hidden talents? Any hidden talents? Um, Well, I can... um, I can uh, walk on my walk on my hands. Oh, interesting! Can you show us on show what's on the podcast here? No, <laughs> good. Then you're safe. No. You don't really have to do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. The the way that my office is set up, that's not going to work. But yeah, that's <laughs> you don't really have to. I was just teasing yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you very much again. I appreciate your time, and uh, God bless you. God bless you too. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Moments with Moni. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please share it with a friend and subscribe by sending the phrase subscribe to Moni's Tribe along with your email address to the number 1-703-951-3077. That's subscribe to Moni's Tribe along with your email address to the number one 703 951-3077. You'll find this information in the show notes. Thanks for listening.